0: The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To
1: end policing as we know it. Off the charts, violence in New York City. Eleven people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, guns up. Giddy up, y'all. How are you this evening? Welcome to Night Shift where we love true crime, we live true crime, and we may or may not just do true crime. Uh, it's me, Eric it. Tanzi, and my cohorts at Andrea Uplate.
0: Late. Hey.
1: feel like we just saw each other.
0: It's not been long enough.
1: It's not been long enough. You took me on the worst beach excursion of all time. For those of you who following our social media webs, we did go to uh, Andrea's house for the Labor Day weekend. Me and the family, the wife and the kids. Uh, she invited us to the beach, said it was going to be a nice time, said it was going to be a nice time. We parked hundreds of miles from the ocean. It was a Labor Day death ton, <laughs> death, baton, death march. It was a Labor Day Oregon Trail. It was a Labor Day Trail of Tears. Tears,
0: yeah. That's what you said. I had a good time. I, don't know.
1: I got super sunburned before I even got to the beach. So mm-hmm. I didn't put on sunscreen until we got to the beach, but it was too late because of the uh, 12 hour, the 12 hour walk we did. Um, we went straight to, um, I got sunburned before I could even get it on. But no, this is the true crime edition of the failure to stop podcast channel. Where we do four shows a week starting every Monday. With police related news where Mike the cop and he big daddy Dave dive through the deep webs, finding all the crazy cop stories to bring you on Monday, Tuesday night is night shift with the always beautiful, the always brazen Andrea Uplate and myself Thursdays last call where we talk about anything but the job, give you all the things to talk about over the weekend. So you don't sound like an asshole to your civilian friends. Talk about something other than dead babies. And domestic violence, uh, which I just got off the phone. Uh, I, know, I know we briefly mentioned it, but I just got off the phone with the guy from Breaking Benjamin's, Jason. Yeah. So uh, we, we were chatting with Jason Jason this weekend. Yeah, we we're chatting up with him all weekend, and so he's uh, he's definitely done He's a big big fan of the show, so he's gonna be on. And then Fridays our, our flagship show with Mike the Cop and I, where we do our case breakdown from a police perspective. Big shout out to Lumber Chef really quick for sending us the beers. Andre and I shared one this weekend, yes. and I'm drinking. Thank you, Lumber Chef. One. In my office tonight but i wanted to drink one to show you on air that i'm drinking it last bit of updated news um or just a couple of other asking for those of you who don't know if you're just in the new this is a law enforcement program where we support 100 support first responders and so this show is 98 for first responders who are sitting in their cars in their meat wagons their ambulances their fire trucks. This is the show to keep them awake. It gives them something else to listen to other than the bullshit radio. So that's what this show is for. So we do draw it out. We do have a little bit of banter. We do a little bit of talking. We pack this in like a sandwich, as Mike likes to call it, because we're trying to kill time for them. But we also give pretty awesome information in the meantime. uh, Pig Latin, the new, uh, my book is coming out in in, uh, probably looking more like November, right? Is that what it's it's probably
0: going to be, and I think that November is a very, uh, very good, good aim, a good, good thing to shoot for there.
1: Yep. Don't so think? I think, yeah, and I think pre-orders will probably go out sometime uh, mid to late October, but that's Pig Latin, a seriously funny true story, uh, and that'll be coming out very soon. And we'll and... we'll let you guys
0: know. Also, I know a lot of people are hitting up Eric wanting signed copies, and so that's definitely going to happen. Um, yeah. as soon as we have more details on times, then we'll let you know.
1: And the last little bit of housekeeping. I was uh, got to be a guest on one more I'm out of here podcast, one more and I'm out of here podcast. And I uh, had a lot of fun with those guys. If you want to hear kind of like an interview where somebody interviews me and asks me a lot of questions, uh, really good questions, I get to tell some funny stories. I always like those interviews when yeah. they send you, when they ask you, like not about like your past, but where they like get you to tell stories and stuff. So they briefly touch on my past, but a lot of you guys know that. Um, but if you want to just hear some like crazy stories or stuff that you haven't heard on our show, um, go and give their show a listen. It was really fun. It was three dudes, a lawyer, a fireman, and a cop.
0: The kind Sounds of jokes, like, the jokes stuff. that entail.
1: Mm-hmm. So we did, uh, we had a lot of banter there. Talked a lot of, a lot of stuff. So I had a lot of fun, but anyway, that's all I have in the news. Uh, except get your merch. If you want your merch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: get your merch guys.
1: fillerstop.com Pro Tonight's show is brought to you by GhostBed GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack And Manscaped Manscaped.com Promo code Wolfpack Which the deal for The promo code for the Wolfpack is Badass. They already had a Labor Day Sale. I don't know when the Labor Day sale ended Maybe it, maybe it ended yesterday think Yesterday was Labor Day but sometimes they run them yeah. for like the week But it I tried have. it And used our promo code And still got 20% more off
0: Nice. Yeah. i you guys up. Banger.
1: So we also have a contest going. So if you go to failure to com, and you go to the last post and you tag a friend and you follow failure to stop, you'll be entered to win a, uh, manscaped prize on Friday. We'll announce that winner. So. Go to that post on, on
0: Instagram. Hit the. You like never button. told me if I can oh, enter. Is that a conflict of interest since I'm on the show?
1: We're just going to say, I showed Manscaped pictures um, that I took from the beach this weekend. They mm-hmm. are going to go ahead and send you one on the house. They said that's far <laughs> too much armpit hair. Way too much bush coming out of the bikini. They want you to trim I mean, that up. You can't be a celebrity pouring out of the seams like that.
0: Anything for free. For, for, <laughs> for a free gift. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes. God bless.
1: You'll need a lawnmower 5.0 to cut through all that. (laughs)
0: Probably. (laughs) Um, and I had a question. This is not tea, Kyle. In fact, it's uh. Look what I am drinking, guys. Let me spill it. It's in still. It's it's. Oh, uh, you're drinking my rum tonight, Spice Lady. Yeah, you're drinking me tonight. Having a little bit, drinking your rum.
1: Having a little bit of me inside of you tonight.
0: It's your rum.
1: It's there's a lot of me in
0: that room. So. Your um,
1: <laughs> well, uh, guys, thank you for joining in. Um, and we're ready for some true crime, man. Uh, I'm I'm I thought there was going to be some true crime when you and my wife jumped into the bottle of wine. We had scallops and oysters, we had a big Labor Day feast where you know the women were inside cooking while the, the men just sat on the couch and watched the ball games with their hands mm-hmm. in their pants, just watching the. Baseballs and the footballs. And
0: the only thing cooking. Eric, the only thing Eric really enjoyed doing was com- you guys listen, complaining that my grill was not right beside my house on the deck, that he had to walk downstairs. <sighs> what is with you and fucking
1: walking and everywhere?
0: The grill was like a
1: half a mile from the house. <laughs> it's just down the stairs. I had to go up and down the stairs. I did oysters on the grill. And so I did, I did like a whole bushel. And so I was doing like, I don't know, like 30 oysters at a time on the grill. So that's like—I mean—I don't even know how many, how many up and
0: down. The we stairs were meeting to to you my... halfway and bringing them back and forth.
1: Okay, that's
0: how you remember it. That's exactly how I remember it. All right.
1: Well, I'm ready for some true crime. The true crime didn't happen this weekend. I thought, uh, I thought you and my wife were gonna probably murder me or do something cool that we could talk about tonight, but uh, it did not happen. So no, Still alive. You what got you lucky.
0: Mean? You live to see another day. Um, yeah, guys. So who? I, I feel like I say it before each show, but it's a doozy. So if you remember, um, if you, the show. So if you remember the first episode was, uh, Catherine Knight guys, remember the lady in also the lady in yeah. Australia who, uh, did all kinds of crazy things to her husband. And we found him ultimately in a pot of vegetables, um, This is wild. And so if you if you have looked into any kind of crime, this happened, this was back late 70s, early 80s in London. So if you do like podcasts about crime and um, hence the show, right, or you read into any of this stuff, this is a pretty prolific case. It's it's been kind of everywhere. If you don't know it, we're going to be talking about Dennis Nielsen. Um, I will tell you guys that like. You know, there's just some topics that are pretty yucky here. Going to be covering some. I don't think any of you have any sensitive ears sitting around you, or are not letting them hear the show because you know better. But this is definitely not the show for that. um
1: Yeah, if you're a pussy, turn it off.
0: Or for some reason, you might have this like playing, and you might have children walking around. That's what I meant. Right.
1: (laughs) Tell your kids not to be pussies when they listen to it.
0: Okay. So, Dennis Nielsen, uh, he's been known as the kindly killer. He's got a few different token names. Um, I like that. The
1: kindly yeah, killer. I like, I like that. that. That's a, If I'm going to be a killer, that's what I want to be known as.
0: Well, and we're going to talk, yeah, and we're going to talk about why uh, why, why they called him that, even though... Ooh, guys. Oh, Killing me
1: softly up. with his <laughs> hand. Killing me softly.
0: So, Dennis... Um, has also been known as the British Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, He was not a cannibal, so I'll make that distinction. um, But otherwise, we'll see a lot of similarities there. So Dennis was born in November of 1945 in Scotland. Um, He was born to a Scottish mother and a Norwegian father. Uh, His father served in the army there, came back. They were in Scotland. Dad was an alcoholic, not a great marriage, Um, he had a couple of siblings, a sister named Sylvia and a brother named Olav. That was dad's name as well. Oh, Olav. Um, mm -hmm. a V though, a V, not an F like the snowman. Um, but very, very Norwegian, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So his parents got a divorce when he was like four or five years old. Like I said, the marriage wasn't super great. He was very close with his maternal grandparents. So he spent a good bit of time with them. Um, I believe actually kind of went off to live with them for a little while, came back um, very specifically, very close with his mother's father, with his, his grandfather on that side. Um, He's only ever had great things to say about his granddad. I do want to touch on this, but take it with a grain of salt. So Back in ninety three, he was allowed an interview from um, the prison he was in. And Netflix actually has um, a series on his tapes, on the Nielsen tapes. So as the director was kind of asking him questions and interviewing him for for these, for these tapes, for this big confession, keep in mind, we've talked about this kind of thing, but we have a lot of personality disorders that go into a lot of these serial killers, um, which Dennis was. So he does enjoy talking about himself. So you have to kind of take what he says. Sometimes you don't know if it's, you know, things to get under your skin, things to make himself sound bigger, better, badder, Um, Or if it was the truth, he did say I'm going to quote this because I don't want to I would hate to I'd hate to misquote this, this man. Um, But in speaking of his grandfather, he did once say, I vaguely remember that concrete slit eyed pillbox where strange things had happened between my grandfather and me. It is the most horrifying admission to make that the only tactile content, the only tactile contact I had in my early formative years was the painful and confusing, paradoxical embrace of a pedophile. So, in that one yeah. moment, well, that's the only time though. So he did mention that there had been inappropriate dealings with his grandfather, but he never says it again. And I will say that the director said that um, the director said that interviewed him that he was an unreliable narrator when it came things in his, So take that with what you will. I don't know if his grandfather did anything or not. It would be, it's an interesting account based on Dennis's actions moving forward. Some of the things that he gets into. So it's just a thought. It's something to um, leave hanging out there, but he came home at the age of five or six, depending on the sources you read to news that his grandfather had passed away. Grandfather, I think, was only like 62 at the time. He was a um, he had been out to sea and had a heart attack. So, um, you know, the way people would do things, this would have been, I think he was born in what, 45? Yes, yeah, so this was like 1950, 1951, in this small town in Scotland. And, um, you know, we used to have family members in the home, right, that passed away, like in a, in a casket in the home. Um, you wouldn't all go to a funeral home. Not everyone was always embalmed. It was a fairly natural process. And then they were buried. So that was the situation here. Um, he comes home at age five or six. Granddad is in a wooden coffin on the kitchen table. Wait, um, what? Wait, <laughs> well, like a kitchen, like on a countertop in a in a or they've set up a table for him. You know, his casket is just as a gathering place for family to come.
1: So he's just sitting right there, there. laid on out on a ghost bed.
0: Which isn't that, you know, that's not that unheard of. I mean, that's just kind of how you just said it's a a
1: real life ghost bed. So
0: what if ghost bed just started selling like just hard slat wood? Like that would be called that would be the ghost bed. (laughs) Like you can you can pick your option like like really soft and fluffy, like all the way up to like an actual ghost bed. And it's just like the bottom of a casket.
1: Yeah, like like a bed that somebody else has died on I think would be a oh. cool option. It's like you can have the ghost bed or you can have like the real fucking ghost bed where you have like a real dead body that has died on it. Still got the stain, like oh, the man. shadow markings of it. Look,
0: this is not – this case tonight, you don't even have to. You can say all that stuff for like – um there's no, there's no like feigned shock value here because as I start reading, I wish the things that I said were not true. So, well, let me just
1: bang this out since we're already to it. Good, we love Ghostbed; they're one of our loyal sponsors since day one. Everybody raves about them. Super comfortable matches that last forever, and they're made in the good
0: old US. USA. U. USA.
1: Thank God. Go back to making sandwiches where you came from. Every mattress has a 20 year warranty and you can try them out for 101 nights, not 98, not 99, but 101. If you don't like them, you can send them back. No hard feelings, but yeah, well, one of our favorite parts about Ghostbed is that each mattress has that cooling technology. So if you get hot as shit in Wilmington, North Carolina, sweating your balls off after you've walked 10 miles to get to the ocean, These things are a lifesaver. GhostBed offers bundles so you can get everything you need. You don't even have to really think about it. Just choose from their four mattresses and pick your bundle. Whether you just need a mattress and a frame or you want it all, I won't eat all. I won't 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 eat eat all. And I won't eat now. If uh, Jason for breaking, Benjamin's is listening right now. Uh, I know that, that you're you, going to take us to the next show when you're here in North Carolina, but you might want to bring us on stage because uh, obviously we got something with our voices. Right now, GhostBed is offering a flash sale. 40% off of GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. You use that promo code Wolfpack. GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. 3% off everything ghostpet.com uh, forward slash westbound. You can buy this for $35 a month, zero down, zero percent financing. That's if you have Lastro Lopez credits. So head over to ghostpet.com forward slash string of pros. Get you one today. It sleeps so good. It's scary. Yeah. Get one, guys. Scary like Andrea's armpit hair. Yes.
0: Hey, look, if it'll get me free Manscape again, I'll do what I need to do. I'll grow it right on out. All right. So that was the, the grant, the granddad stuff, right? So he's, so he comes home, dad that he's very close to, you know, is dead in the kitchen. Again, not an unheard of practice. That was pretty, pretty commonplace at this, this point in time. Um, but he, some people will say, like, when you go back and read, like some psychologists have said that this was a pivotal moment for Dennis Um. I don't know why it's, for some reason, it's not phasing me that much Is like something that just would have, I don't know, really wrecked him unless the family handled it oddly when they spoke with him. But he did mention the way his grandfather looked. So think, keep in mind that embalming would not have been um, performed. So there would have been changes in his skin color. Granddad doesn't look like he's used to seeing granddad look. So understandably so, it's very upsetting. Um, does that event lead to what Dennis does for the rest of, you know, his adult life? I I don't know. I'm going to go with no on that. But that was a pivotal moment in his childhood, for sure. So a couple years later, uh, they were all out. uh, Brother and sister are playing. Mom and dad, or or mom as at this point, she's about to get remarried. um, Mom and dad divorced earlier on. But little Dennis goes out into the river and has a near drowning. So they were able to pull him back in. Like a boat rescued him and brought him back in. Um, He had to be resuscitated. Uh, he survived with no other injuries. but he's later, he's later gone on to say that when he would think back to the time that he was not fully conscious and they were resuscitating him, as he grew and got a little older, he, at first it was more of a traumatic memory that then started becoming a sexual fantasy. Um, he was aligning it with um, at this point, he is aligning being unconscious with sexual pleasure. Um, pretty consistently and so that's he's starting to hearken on that memory as like a sexual fantasy memory like he
1: wants to like strangle himself and then pass out
0: type thing no at the moment I don't think I think he was a little confused by his feelings at the moment it wasn't very specific it didn't have to be about him or it could have been about him or or about someone else but just he was at this point he's starting to link together the idea of having um, sexual gratification with the idea of sleeping or unconsciousness
1: Cause I've had like some. I mean, I don't want to like kink shame this guy or anything. I don't even know him. I don't even know where the story's going. Um, but I've had like a, a growing fantasy as a cop where it was like I wanted to masturbate almost to completion and then get tased and then ride the lightning for five seconds and then that like euphoric release of the electricity. Just, I bet you it would be the orgasm of all orgasms. And We're I don't say that to be a pervert.
0: You don't have to say things out loud. You know what I mean? Like.
1: I'd like to be honest. I'm just saying, like in the context of this story, I I feel like I may have had the same kind of thoughts this guy has. Just I'm not sleeping. I'm being tased. Same thing. Yep.
0: So. <laughs> We're four minutes in, and I hate you right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Um, I I don't, Eric. We can all have our little fantasies. There's not a there's not an psychiatrist on the planet. Okay. That wants to go
1: near that. Now, f- now I feel like I've been kink shamed. So I just trying to I open up to thing. everybody. I
0: told of, I said last week we do no, not kink shame. Nah, but I feel we also I feel,
1: feel kink shamed. <laughs> I feel like that was a pretty solid kink that probably wasn't too kinky. It's not like you know, that doesn't hurt anybody.
0: DJ Davies said and Ashley just ordered a taser on Amazon. <laughs> 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 oh oh gosh so okay so we have divorce grandpa near drowning in the river and then he's starting to have these feelings um he he can't quite tell if he's homosexual or not he's starting to feel like he is and he's trying to um he's just trying to clarify some things uh how strange. old is he at this point Ish? The river thing, I think he was like eight-ish.
1: So now he's like 13 or 14?
0: The whole time's going on. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, like, isn't that just puberty, right? Like, don't puberty, aren't you just like raging full of hormone? You don't know what you are at, at puberty. You don't know if you're gay, straight, bi. You get a boner I don't know. from I mean, everything.
0: I, I knew that I didn't. Well, okay. Well, I didn't. Yeah, me so. either.
1: I knew I was straight.
0: <laughs> yeah. like, So but i so he was homosexual like we, we'll talk about it. i mean he was homosexual but in that moment he was trying to figure some things out of course 1950 something scotland isn't talking about you know it's not something that's a main stay of a conversation or you know tolerated well or whatever so he actually fondled his People have been located. So crazy. sorry,
1: we are a live show, and so there are live chats, and sometimes I put them up there. This one's from the Disruptors, BC and Ski, and he says people have been located, electrocuted with their pants down. It's a real thing. See? Saying can't shame me.
0: Well, look at the company you're trying to keep now. Thank you, Disruptors. Yep. Yep. Okay. I just think that a a show that we're doing about a Serial killer with odd kinks God. maybe isn't the time to bring up your odd king, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like I can't think of a
1: better guys. time, I can't think of a better time to bring out my kinks than when we're talking about creepy kinks because then it, it puts me oh, well, you just like, found in a the new serial killer idea.
0: Story. You guys, check out the merch store.
1: <laughs> you guys put it like it puts me, it humanizes me with a serial killer, like it gives oh. You know what I mean? Like they say like, okay, well he could talk about serial killer now because he's, he's had similar kinks. Mm -hmm. So he basically could be a serial killer and who knows a serial killer better than a serial killer.
0: All right. So he actually goes on to, um, fondle his sister when she's asleep one night in, in bed, she does not wake up from this. Um, the moment comes and goes and he doesn't, he doesn't think, nope, nope, let it go. Let it go. He doesn't think a lot of it. And then he does the same with his brother eventually. Um, This did turn Dennis on. His brother did wake up. Um, As the years went on, his brother started calling him hen, which was slang term for like the girl. Like he was the girl of the house. Um, He started getting enraged with his brother. He was afraid his brother was going to let like his little secret out. Um, eventually his brother kind of did out him to the family. And that's when that's when Dennis moves away. Um, but he is starting to once he gets older and starts dating around, it said that he was like dating men who reminded him of his sister. So I, I don't know. I don't know. telling his sister. Oh, dating. You're not paying attention. Dating men who reminded him of his sister. Um, that's well, not necessarily don't they say.
1: Don't they say you you marry women that remind you or like of your, your mom. mom?
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think that in and of itself is like weird. I'm just saying it's something that people had mentioned, and he even said that he would find that that's what attracted him were the men that reminded him of his sister. But he also had not so great blood with his brother at this point, right? They've had a big falling out, so I mean, his sister might have been the kinder, you know what I mean? Like the easier, the nurturer or whatever. So moving forward, he's a young adult. He's moved to London at this point. He's gotten out of Scotland. He still has some um, communication with mom and sister occasionally. He's pretty much cut ties with brother at this point. Um, He got in a relationship with this guy named David. They kind of start seeing each other. Um, After a couple months, move in together. He and David get a place. Dennis is the breadwinner. Um, I will miss head a stint in the army where he was actually a a cook in the army um, Mm. there for 11 years and then went on to join. He spent a little time in like the local police force um, and then did some other just like civil jobs outside of that. So he gets in this relationship with David. Things are going great for a while. They get along great. They live together for a few months. And then I think it became more of a bit of an open relationship. And um, Dennis is starting to feel like David's not, David's just kind of living there. He's not really helping out. He's not contributing financially and now really not so much emotionally because I think he's got some other guys coming in and out, um, which they were both. You got to stop this whole show. There's going to be room for all of that. So just I didn't say anything. being a good boy. Um, but I think that Dennis was okay with this idea of the open relationship at first. And as time went on, he was not. And so they, they kind of had a fallen out and David, David leaves. So this apartment that Dennis is now in is going to be the scene for all all the things um, that we're going to talk about. So let's dig on in. Um, victim number one is a boy named Stephen Holmes. So Stephen was um, in a pub trying to buy beer, underage. And Dennis was there, and so Dennis offered to, this was December 30th of 1978, okay? So he would have been, what, 35 at this point? Um, Dennis bought him some beer, or actually he told him to come on home. He said, why don't you just come back to my place, and I got some drinks there and whatever. He said that he thought Stephen was around 17 at the time. Um, Stephen was 14. Um. So he gets him to his place, and they have a couple drinks, and then he does murder Stephen. He um, used a necktie, which he'll wind up using quite often, uh, to strengthen Stephen. Stephen fought back, kind of in and out of consciousness. He finally passes out. Um, He's not dead yet, though, and so Dennis goes to the kitchen to retrieve um, a pot, a bucket, filled it with water. And then dragged Stephen's body to it so he could put his head in it to drown him and finish the job.
1: Oh, so he's going back to that drowning fantasy thing,
0: right? So a lot of this is a lot of this is uh, tied in tonight or to this to to what eventually becomes his his mo, right? Okay. Um, it wasn't actually until he saw a news article a little bit later that talked about Stephen that is when he learned his age. Um so he kept Steven um under the floorboards in his flat for eight months. Oh. Um and eventually uh took him out and burned him. He did have a small little uh more private garden area out back and he burned him out back. Um how do you get away like how do you live with that stink? Well, so we're definitely going to be talking about that. So this is victim one out of, we know for sure, 12. We're pretty sure 15 and very likely more. So we're not going to talk. Yeah. We're not going to talk in um, detail about all of them. It's too much. And honestly, it's a bit repetitive and it's just a lot. But the first like three I'm going to talk about, because then that sets the stage for all of the rest of them. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to break down every single victim that's, nobody even wants to hear all that. And, and really his MO is kind of the same throughout. Um, we do know though, that right after Stephen, between his first victim, Stephen, and then his next, um, victim, there was a student, I believe it was the boy from Hong Kong. Yeah, there was a student in town, um, studying from Hong Kong, um, they he goes to his house. They get into they're kind of drinking, talking. It's always the same thing. Um, Dennis attacks him. He tries to strangle him. This guy's able to get away. He ran to police. Um, but he ultimately did decided not to press charges. This is going to happen two or three times. Um the the people who got away, I'm sure at this point realize how lucky they were to have done so, but had charges been pressed on any of these who knows if it would have you know it wouldn't have ended this behavior um i there is zero recidivism here like i don't think this behavior would have been ended but it could have stalled it or slowed it or broken it up with him going to you know bouts of jail here and there or, or straighten him up a little bit um so that was that kid no charges were pressed he was um I think he was, I can't remember if it was him or another one that was a bit concerned that his sexuality would be outed. So he didn't want to speak to the police. Uh-huh. Um, so victim number two is a gentleman named Kenneth. Uh, Dennis met him in a bar. More of his victims than not that he met were either kind of just vulnerable, right? They were struggling, um, transient, homeless, um, a couple of drug addicts in there, not many of those. Um, But just really people kind of definitely not, you know, on a certain path in life. A couple of them were. But um, so Kenneth, Kenneth, we met him at a bar. They drank together for a while. Kenneth wasn't from the area. And so after some time, Dennis is starting to realize that Kenneth is not homosexual. So they get to talking, and he invites him back to his place just to hang out and decides to like play a drinking game. So they make a run to the store to get some like whiskey and beer. Um, and rum, actually rum. Uh, wow. Funny thing, I'm drinking this. This was uh, Dennis's drink of choice. Was actually rum and coke, often. Um, so they get back to Dennis's house. They make that that beer run. Um, so they're listening to music, and Dennis tells Kenneth that he has um, a song that he would really like Kenneth to hear. He's got it on headphones, probably not unlike these, right? So he's got it on his headphones with the cord and the whatnot. And he tells Kenneth that the song only really sounds good straight through the headphones, like he didn't want to blast it through the record player. So when Kenneth put the headphones on, Dennis wraps a cord around his neck, strangles him.
1: Uh, <laughs> what do you think the song was gonna be? Huh? What did you think the song was gonna be?
0: I. I oh, God, no. I'm don't I'm ruin I'm that. I'm <laughs> No. That is, um, that's what
1: I imagine that song would have been.
0: There is a different, we will talk about a very specific, specific song here in a little bit, actually that ruined that song for me too. Um, so he did, he did fight a bit back. Kenneth did fight back a little bit, but he was a little bit too inebriated. Properly do so. He succumbs uh, to the headphone wire and then Dennis proceeds to pour a rum and Coke Get the headphones back, put them on himself, continue to listen to music for a few hours um, and drink his drink. Um, he then lay down beside Kenneth and fondled him until he fell asleep. Um, the next day he bathed Kenneth's, Kenneth's corpse. So this is the beginning of what is going to be um, very ritualistic behavior for him. Mm. Good um, grief. He had to go to work. So he stuffed uh, Kenneth's body in a cupboard. If you think of like a um, like an exterior closet, so to speak, inside the, the room. Yeah. Um, he, on the way home from work, bought a Polaroid because at this point he's already wanting to have pictures of Kenneth's corpse. So he did know enough to know that he didn't need them to be developed publicly. Yeah, right. Um, so he bought a Polaroid and when he got home, he did, um, he retrieved Kenneth's body from the cupboard and he posed him in all sorts of positions and took a ton of pictures of him. Um, I wonder like what the positions were. They were sexually like sexual positions.
1: Gross. Mm -hmm. Not like sitting up in a chair, reading a book or.
0: So he did that, but he didn't take pictures of it. Really? Mm hmm. Huh. He found companions um, in their corpses. Wow. Yep. He talked to them, make jokes with them. He wasn't so, he wasn't like psychotic in the way that he thought that they were talking back. He did have some hallucinations and such, but not when it came to, like not when it came to these corpses, he actually, wow. if it makes sense, he actually kind of, um, he valued them. He kind of like respected them, the corpses. Like he looked <laughs> at them favorably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he bathed yeah. them. He he kind of um, it was an odd like he really he nurtured them.
1: Killed he was a caretaker.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So, um, he I think this is about so he posed him in these. So after he um, body and took pictures of it. He dressed him back in his clothing. Um. Did he fuck uh, him? Yep. He did. Um. Yeah, but we're yeah. <sighs> so he Bro. put him in a chair. Put him in a chair, right? Pours right. a drink and sits beside him <laughs> and they right. watch TV together. Yeah. The news spoke of a missing Canadian university student that was last seen in England, but didn't get um he didn't leave from London on he didn't catch his last flight. So this is where there's like an interesting reaction from Dennis here. He joked with Kenneth's corpse, Kenneth who's dressed now sitting in a chair beside him watching tv
1: big bang watching the news
0: they're just watching the news he kind of joked about the fact that you know like oh well we're you know they can't find you um then he realized someone might have seen them together and then he has a full blown panic attack like he's losing it at the idea that anyone would have known that they were together um he finally came to the realization that he could just have another bonfire and dispose of Kenneth's body if he needed to. Um, so now he's fine again. He's, he's out of his panic attack. Uh, he undressed Kenneth, bathed him again, wrapped him in a dustbin liner. He learned to do this because he didn't like Stephen, the first boy he killed. He didn't like how dusty Stephen's body got under the floorboards. <laughs> so now he, after bathing, will wrap them in a dustbin liner. Okay. Um, and he placed him back under the floorboards like Steven and the next week, um, Dennis handled himself to these Polaroid pictures multiple times a day until he actually needed tactile stimulation. He, the pictures were no longer enough. So he then gets his body back out to handle things like that.
1: Do you warm it up first? No oh dude i've i listen i've touched a lot of dead people i fucking I hate that cold the, clammy feeling so, i hate it
0: i was just having this conversation with somebody earlier today because the thing about not only is it a, a, a dead person and everything that comes with that but there's so many other things right there's there's Stinks. modeling well there's let's say the modeling right so guys if you if you're unfamiliar, when Um, when someone passes away, we, our heart pumps, right? So that kind of goes against gravity and keeps our blood flowing when our heart no longer is pumping, we have gravity. And what does any fluid do? It's going to, it takes, well, and it takes shape of the container it's in and it's going to settle. And so if you're lying on your back, um, modeling is the term given to like the purple, really dark purplish black color. And it's where, it's just where the blood settles. So you've got that. They've lost all the color in their lips and things that make you look. Alive, But I think that for me, and I've said this before, um, the skin definitely takes on almost its own texture, but it's the unnatural temperature of the skin. Yeah. And you've, even, if you, even if you've had um, a dead animal, you know that, right? Like, even like, you know, I used to have chickens, and if I saw a chicken dead in the coop, and I'd kind of be like, oh, before I pick it up, because it's like, it's just an unnatural, it's not Ugh. what you're expecting to feel. So all the things that go alongside that with this, um, and the things that he would do to this body. So I feel
1: like the smell alone, like, oh. dude, what, like, how are you getting around that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. How is your neighbors getting around that?
0: Right. Well, neighbors actually are the ones who cracked this case eventually, but not for a long time. Not even at this apartment. He's able to do a whole lot of things at this apartment and and get away with it. God, um, blast,
1: dude.
0: So he did. um have his way here with this corpse multiple times. Each time he would bathe Kenneth and put him back under the floor. Um, he would also spend hours on end, they say, talking to Kenneth's body. I mean, just almost like I said, like companionship. Um, he's starting at this point to have some issues handling his behaviors. So he's now calling out of work, um, saying he had the flu i think this is leading up to christmas yeah leading up to christmas eve so he was out of work for a week or two um really just on a bender drinking almost to the point of death most nights out of the week um just trying to you know kind of quell his demons there and uh self-medicate right yeah um so i'm gonna talk about this these next couple and then we're just gonna kind of move on because it's just there's only so much you can say about it. Right. Um, so we have victim number three, Martin Duffy. So Dennis saw Martin panhandling. We find out later that Martin had actually left home a few days prior. His parents wanted him in this certain school and he didn't want to be there. Um, Martin is 16. I will say most of Dennis's victims were older. So we have Stephen that was 14 and then Martin 16. Most of them were, though, um, in their well, Late teens, but early twenties, generally speaking. Um, he saw Martin panhandling. He looked frail. He looked cold, hungry, and these are things that can that Dennis would say later. Like I actually wanted to help him. Like I wanted to feed him. I wanted to give him shelter, and so he offered those things. And Martin was really thankful for it and took him up on it. Um, went back to Dennis's place. He fixed him some food gives him some things to take a shower he did um unbeknownst to martin peek in on him while he was showering and he said later that it reminded him of his brother in his youth and that did turn him on oh um dude mm -hmm. we'll
1: get to it later but i wonder what his brother thinks of this shit now be like leave my name out your fucking (laughs) mouth
0: No joke. So Martin's sitting at the table. They're having. They're just really enjoying conversation together. Um, he is eating a ton. He finally gets sleepy. And but Dennis, Dennis is like, like, you know
1: what would make this conversation better if you were fucking dead.
0: Well, if you'd at least fall asleep, so we can make that happen. So he he does fall asleep. Martin um, Martin sleeping. Dennis spent time watching Martin sleep, and of course we know that that's what's arousing him at this point. Um, and so he slipped his, um, he grabbed his tie and made a ligature out of his tie again. Uh, Martin fought back pretty well, uh, but he finally passed out. And then he retrieves the bucket again from the kitchen and drowns him, drowns his head. Well, um,
1: I mean, there's nothing wrong with like watching people sleep and stuff like that. I mean, I like to watch you sleep sometimes. You're never coming I, I, I would argue that you smell different when you're awake. There's just a different Um, smell about you when you're not sleeping.
0: So he proceeded to um, take care of himself over (laughs) Martin. So I'm so done with you. Uh, Knowing that he had uh, Kenneth's body still under the floorboards made him very excited. Like he loved that now he's got Martin here, but Kenneth, old buddy, is still under to the point where evidently he excitedly um said to martin's corpse um oh martin look three's company and like chuckled he's real excited about it i know it's it's super chilling um so he drug martin's corpse to the bath but this time he climbed in the bath and this is where i was saying he ruined a song for me um it's always been a sad song i thought but sweet So he thinks that he's actually falling in love with Martin. He looks at Martin differently than any of his other victims. He's now lying in the tub with Martin's corpse um, and saying, you are my sunshine to him. Oh. Oh.
1: But so I guess the reason why this one's like the most special one is because he was sleeping, which he already had a sleep fantasy. Then he choked him, which is also his other thing. And then he got to drown them too. So like he got the trifecta.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all kind of coming together, right? So like I said, he thinks he's fallen in love. Um, he finished his drink. He climbed, he, he climbed into the bath. I told you that. So Martin's body then was stored in the cupboard that Kenneth's body had been in initially until a few days go by. And then Martin's body becomes too bloated to be able to stay there. And then he puts him under the floor beside Kenneth. So now he's got two under the floor. Um, But now he has a great deal of remorse for Martin's parents. When he starts thinking about his age, he thinks about the fact that they're probably worried about him and that they miss him. And this is actually causing him a lot of grief. Um, This point to ascertain the age of someone moving forward. Like he, he didn't want, he no longer wanted anything to do with a minor. Um, And it was never about that. Like it wasn't, it was never the pedophilia aspect it was the necrophilia aspect, evidently. Um, he became disturbed. He he was terrified that he was a psychopath. That's the word he would use to label himself. Um, but he would kind of drown it out with alcohol. Moving on, we've got victim number four. William David Sutherland went by Billy. So um,
1: <laughs> There's a comment here that says, that awkward moment when your current boyfriend doesn't fit in the same cupboard with your ex. <laughs> that is dark as shit, but I like it.
0: You can say you can say <clears throat> literally nothing on that topic, Eric. What Tandy. You can't talk about someone else's comment being dark. I,
1: I said I like it. It was dark, okay. but I like it. Okay. I, it's dark, but I like it. Uh, okay. Lesro Lo Lopez says that everyone's a little necro nowadays. Are they? That's I don't true. think so. I don't Doesn't... think so. I am. Uh, the The cold clammy skin is what has me out. Of that oh, that's not, where i draw like the, the line skin. i don't like the way that dead people feel Mm-mm. i
0: like them alive <sighs> it changes I mean? everything i mean it's, it, yeah it's awful so dennis uh he went to a show one night he sees a guy there he's kind of interested in talking to he had for a light the guy did and the guy's like hey can you watch my stuff he goes to the restroom Dennis looks at his wallet and ascertains that this guy is 26 years old, right? So now it's um, fair game. Um, He was kind of having a hard time still with the idea of Martin. So he's kind of, um, if it makes sense, like a little love struck over Martin, still a little heartbroken. He had fallen in love with him in his head. So Dennis and Billy start talking. We find out that Billy um, actually is a prostitute. He, after some drinks, offers himself to Dennis, and Dennis vehemently denies saying that he would never, ever pay for sex. Mm. So he does have some hard nose.
1: Yeah. It's good to have standards. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I'll fuck a dead person,
1: but I'm not paying for it. I'm not going to pay for it. No.
0: So (laughs) Billy needs somewhere to stay and asks Dennis after they've been getting along if it's okay to come back to his place, to which, of course, Dennis is. More than thrilled with, so he um, so Billy comes back to Dennis's place. They have some drinks, having a good time. Um, Dennis then performs oral sex on Billy, and then they were, I think, both thinking that this is going to lead to intercourse, but it couldn't because Dennis could not get there he could not get erect with billy and it occurred to him because billy was quote too full of life billy was too awake was
1: billy was billy um was he too full of life or was or was he not manscaped Smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end, fellas. And if you haven't been scaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. The leaves are falling, which means... So should the pubes be off your bowels? As summer comes to an end and we enter the fall, keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for fresh ball fall. The leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice Latte. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trusted Manscape with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. So even if you're in Scotland, shave these boys right up. Use promo code wolfpack at manscaped.com. The 4.0 package, which I have, and which we'll be giving some stuff away this Friday. Again, go into failure to stop Instagram page and Commenting on the comment by tagging a friend, liking, and following, and then you're entered to win. Too easy. But the lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker, the Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Tone, Performance Boxer Briefs. And if you use our promo code, I think you get the boxers and a little leather bag to put all your fucking Manscaped shit in. So head over right now. Get 20% off free shipping with that code, Wolfpack at That's 20% off. Plus free shipping with the code wolf pack. Manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh. As we say here in Clayton to smooth ball, summer enter fresh ball fall. I don't know if we actually say that, but Is that what you say, it's not what we say. I think I uh, just typed that out wrong when I was writing this ad read. I think I, uh, it's hard to write ad reads. You know what I mean? It's hard to, it's hard yeah, to get into that.
0: So, um, what we just talked about, so sex is not going to progress here because Billy is awake and alive. And so Dennis, um, one time Billy's back was turned and Dennis slowly and quietly slipped his belt out from his pants and used it as a ligature around Billy's neck. He actually broke his neck. Um, This one was a bit rougher there. Um, Proceeded to go through the same. Billy's corpse as he had the other two if you remember we still have the other two bodies under the floor so for about a month longer he continues to have sex with Billy's corpse Um, and then oh Billy and then but what he's noticed now is that the stench is undeniable so where we have uh, Martin and Kenneth down there um, it's just his, his entire apartment is infested with flies. Oh. Um, all the things that you can imagine that go with that. Um, and oh. he was horrified oh. to raise the floorboards to put Billy back in there one time to see the maggots coming out of oh. the orifices of the other two, right? But
1: so he's pulling these things out to fuck them. And there's maggots. Well, just
0: Billy. Just Billy. Well, he okay. once they started decomposing to that point, he was no longer doing that. But he was kind oh. of just still hanging on to them god um so so there's so much there's so many dude what's
1: wrong with this guy
0: i don't know but i feel like i'm doing you guys a favor because i'm just keeping it as is but there's so much like that you can't yeah i want to hear it. it um so he decides that this is no longer going to work. We He cannot keep, he's trying deodorants, perfumes, insecticides, anything he can think of. Nothing's going to keep any of this at bay. So on a dime, he um, decides to change his plan of action and got plastic garbage bags and laid them down as blankets and an electric knife. So one by one, he gets... Um, like yeah. a turkey carver, electric yeah. So that's, that's what I kind of oh, picture, right? I don't. Jeez, that
1: don't doesn't know. feel like it would go through human bones, but I guess.
0: Um, because these
1: are skinny, frail boys, maybe. But like, well, they, you ain't, you ain't using there? a turkey cutter saw to cut these fucking cannons off.
0: Well, they've been there for a while, so like, would you say maybe cartilage is starting to decompose a bit? Things are, you know, it's they've been there for for a minute. It's not; they're not fresh either. One of those two um
1: you better get the still saw out if you want to come after this boy
0: right so wow. so he does exactly what it sounds like he's gonna do um he first pulled out kenneth and he decapitated him then dismembered him <laughs> cut his torso in half um there's maggots just, and gases that's and what i was juices. gonna say like, fucking. it talks about when he cut yeah like how the maggots just kind of poured out of his body oh, um dude and then like
1: are you wearing gloves when you do this? I mean, it's the 70 to, I just, Oh my God. Like this so is he, so far to go just yeah. to spill your seed, man. Like,
0: well, and he did have to break quite a few times to vomit. So it's like, like reading that part of you is like, well, at least there's some part of him that works properly. Um, <sighs> because it was the work of it was making him sick. One thing he did do to note is remove their hearts. Um, at this point, the heart's pretty um, withered. It's, drying up right because he's lost fluid they've lost the fluids in their bodies yeah. um, so he did the same thing to Martin and Kenneth and then what he would do is take them out back um, to the bonfire that he made and he would make a bonfire with a lot of like dry leaves if you guys ever smell it. it's a pretty strong smell and um, um, old tires right? Uh, and then put the bodies in little by little to try to try his best to disguise some of that smell um, and so
1: Lopez in the comments wants to know: Can we start king shaming now? I think that's a good time. No, at least let me, get, let
0: me get through I'll the come. dead bodies. I have to just get through the dead bodies, and then you can say whatever you want.
1: No, I'm just saying: Like, are we king shaming this guy? Like, is are we shaming him for being king? Yes, yes. This guy is completely. A, we're king shaming him. We do not. He's gone too far.
0: Lumberchef said, "Time we can king shame." This is
1: the only time we'll make an exception. This one time, he's kink shamed.
0: I don't mind about kink shaming. I just don't want to. I don't want the jokes about these boys. Ugh. No, fuck no. Ugh. So, so he burns those bodies. But he was dismayed, right, when it was time to bring Billy up to dismember because Billy has not been dead as long as they have. Um, he's a few weeks in, three, four weeks in, um, and he had a tougher time. He had to go get a couple of different tools. He couldn't quite handle it as easily was
1: somebody in the comments says but wasn't he replacing their fluids.
0: It was peeled grapes. I saw that. <laughs> this is this is why. This God
1: plus that. that is fucking gross.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: uh, uh, so all right. So Billy I, Billy isn't isn't decomposed so much, so he's still got a thing for Billy.
0: Well it was harder. It was harder to to cut his body up. Sure. Tissue is still more affixed. You know, things aren't decomposing at all. Things aren't falling off and falling apart. Um, so, so he kept the hearts, like I said. Um he burned their bodies. He now is doing the thing again like he did a few a while ago. He tells his boss now that he's got measles, I believe, and he's out for two weeks on a bender, um, just trying to cope with his behavior. Because that's the thing he will, he will, he will have this behavior and then he will feel a certain kind of way about it he feels a certain kind of remorse um or is
1: it because he's trying to find a new body because he's just he's made a whole bunch of new room down in his his basement and now he's he's continuously
0: uh, said that like i had a panic attack then or i was drinking into oblivion then like and his drinking is increasing steadily as the time has gone on like he he said that he i mean he was feeling i'm not sure bad but he was feeling um well, he was feeling bad about what he had done. Clearly not enough to change anything, but he did have a, a cycle of feelings here. Ugh. Victim number five was another prostitute, not really identified. He, um, But this is an interesting one because Dennis woke up next to a dead corpse or next to a corpse. He had drunk. He had had so much for that. He didn't remember killing this guy and he oh. was very displeased about this because he literally his his words to himself were well, what's the point, what's it worth it if I'm not there, like if I'm not present for it mentally when it happens because I mean you know that's also the act of the turn on um, oh my god yeah so victim number six, um, Dennis doesn't remember a whole lot about the next few like victim six through eights kind of um <sighs> blurry memory there they were also buried on the floor the floorboards but victim six actually is one that um he tried to resuscitate so victim number six was a homeless guy that he actually wanted to help out and bring and he even told himself when the guy was lying in the bed sleeping and um dennis was watching tv he was actually watching the shining and He um, and he said that as he was watching it, he was having an overwhelming urge to go in there um, and kill him. But he kept telling himself, no, he's actually here to sleep. Like, we're going to help him. We're not going to do that to him. He's going to wake up in the morning and go about his way. I'll give him some food. Um, But by the end of the movie, the the guy was dead. Um, Victims nine and ten were some young Scottish men he had met. Victim 11 was a skinhead that he picked up. Um, Skinhead had boasted how he thought he was so tough uh, to Dennis. But once he got drunk, Dennis actually had the upper hand. And this guy, actually, Dennis was kind of pissed at. Like, he didn't like this guy. He, he was one of the only ones, I think, that he thought you deserved to die. Like, you actually deserve this upon yourself. So he killed him and hung his naked torso in his bedroom for about 24 hours before he buried him under the floor. Um, we have another person who got away somewhere between victims 6 and 11 so that's the at least the second time that someone and and potentially more but at least the second time that someone was assaulted by Dennis and was able to escape and then no charges were pressed. Um, In this one he went to the police didn't make a huge deal of it and the police just thought it was an issue of like a domestic disturbance between between a couple Um, and left it at that. So victim 12 was Malcolm Barlow. This is going to be the last victim in this apartment. So we know for sure of 12 murdered people in this apartment. So those floorboards, those cupboards, he was using any, any um, cavity he could find to put these bodies um, while he could. I mean, I think at one point there were, I think the most there ever were at one point. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I think like six or seven, at, you know, at one time. Um, so Malcolm is the last victim in, in this apartment. He found him homeless. This is a, this one sucks. So he found him homeless, kind of, um, hanging out in a doorway, not far from where he, Dennis lives and brought him back to his place, um, and called an ambulance cause the guy needed some medical attention. The ambulance came and got him. Um, Malcolm was treated and released. Um, if you're looking, there is, oh yeah, we can do that. Yep. There's a picture of Dennis, um, those eyes i say it every time there's nothing man there's like nothing yeah. there so that's one of the cupboards guys if you're if you're listening we've got a picture up of a um cupboard kind of almost like an accordion sliding uh door it looks like, like a stand-up
1: wall. closet like like a yeah. stand-up closet that you would buy you
0: that's know what like, saying, a... like an exterior closet like one just yeah. against the wall
1: mm-hmm um All right, so that you could probably put two bodies in each of those. So four bodies total if you don't have any clothes them, I guess. So you can f- put four in there. Mm-hmm. Not very tidy place. Not a very tidy household there, but uh
0: do you mean the dirty clothes or the corpses? I mean, at what point are we talking about him? No, I mean, there's out.
1: like, he's got a couple, yeah, he's got a lot of shit, like, bath, like vacuum cleaners and electronics. And
0: well, it's a small apartment. There's only so much room, right? I
1: don't know. He's going to be living there with four, four or five dudes. So it's only dudes, though.
0: What?
1: It's Sorry. only dudes. Yeah. So he, he's not, you know, so he's moved on past the sister.
0: He never felt anything about that. He touched her when he was trying to figure it out, mm-hmm, and he didn't have any feelings from like he he. Gained, the only thing, the only time that we talk about this sister and he would feel positively is when he was dating when he was starting to date men that people would say resembled his sister or reminded him of his sister. Mm-hmm. Remember? So yeah. yeah, he never sexually felt anything with women. So. Malcolm goes to the hospital. He's treated and released, right? Um, he actually gets out. He's the homeless guy that Dennis found. He gets out and goes to Dennis's flat to thank him for his hospitality and for calling um, to get him help. And he was dead by the end of the night. Um, <laughs> Fuck. I know. So now he's moved to another home. Um, we have another... Um, Student situation. Um, this this is the one that didn't go to the cops because he didn't want um, his sexual orientation disclosed. We have victim number thirteen. John Hart was actually the first murder in the new house. You do have to christen a new home. Yeah. Um, so he was the first one that Dennis dismembered. He 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 dismembered him, but he cut him up in what he considered reasonable size. <laughs> Pieces, um, and kind of disposed of him by like hiding bits and pieces of him throughout the house, and the rest of him he flushed down the toilet. Um, Jesus. So then that was 13. 14 is a guy named Graham Allen, it was another homeless guy. 15 was Stephen Sinclair, drug addict. Stephen, victim number 15, is the one that actually led to, um, Dennis being caught. So the neighbors were, the drains have been clogged now. And so the neighbors are calling plumbers to come and they are all in the pipes and they find like small bones. And what they are terrified is human flesh. And obviously we find out that it is. And that's how, that's how he ultimately was caught. Um, And I think what we all know at this point about, you know, you don't have to be, um, Some master in psychology. You know, you don't have to have studied this to know at this point with all the all all this information out there all the time. Like he would have never stopped. This would have never this would just keep on. Keep on, keep on on, till he dies or is caught. Um, he went on trial uh October 24th of 1983 and pleaded diminished responsibility. He is convicted of six murders and two attempted murders. Keep in mind they can't can't convict him of like he disposed of bodies, like uh I mean, you can only convict so much, right? Um, he actually died in the hospital uh, on May 12th of 2018, just four years ago. Oh, um, he had a ruptured abdominal, aortic abdominal aneurysm and some other, anyway, it's called retroperitoneal hemorrhage and um, a pulmonary embolism. So interesting story about that. Essentially what, that, what all that means, guys, is he bled out um, internally. But he refused care at that point. Um, but the, it's called a triple a, the, um, aneurysm that he had is an emergent, like you will die pretty quickly from that. They were able to quasi fix that and get him stable. And then he continued to hemorrhage separately and had some other issues going on and he refused any treatment. So his last two hours, if it's any solace at all, the last two hours of his life were in some pretty, pretty bad pain and uh pretty miserable guy. Um, alone, dying, by bleeding internally. Uh, probably they bury him in an
1: unmarked grave somewhere. <clears throat> Not that that matters, I mean, but you don't know. So
0: his mental diagnosis, because that's what I was most interested in, depends on what you, I don't know who wrote this one or what year this would have, but the more common term now would be um, that he had, they would say a broad spectrum personality disorder, like um, in an extreme capacity. But what that does is it encompasses a lot of other mental illnesses. So pretty much you name it, he kind of, he touched on it. So um, definitely paranoid, schizoid, um, ideations, um, sociopathic tendencies, um, some borderline personality disorder, a little bit of everything. Um, Yeah.
1: Crockett Cassidy says in the comments, <clears throat> "In light of today's show, we know that Dennis would have been happy with the Ghost Bed Lux. The premium cooling mattress keeps all your bodies at perfect temperature f- for a night of romance." Made Crockett to needs to write our ads. I yeah, know. <laughs> Bring this guy on, dude. Right. What a psychotic fucking dude. I mean, I thought my whole tasing thing was kinky. Uh, Drew Breezy dropping in a super chat, nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. He says, "Note to self." If I'm on again, I need to show more shoulder.
0: <laughs> I looked for uh, it when well you were played. on the other day, Drew.
1: Well played. What a disappointment. Well played. I've seen too much tonight. I've heard too much and I've seen too much. I don't know where this night's gonna take me. I don't know if I'm gonna go watch my wife sleep or uh oh, or wake her up first. I don't know. I'm definitely definitely doing something tonight, you know? I don't I don't want to don't know any of it we're talking about sex all night pretty much what i'm gonna do
0: you were just at my house i don't want to talk about any of that
1: (laughs) you smell different when you're awake oh god yeah well uh thank you so much that was a a very dark dark very sexual
0: we'll get back to something fun next week
1: guys this is the best this is the best in life Uh, this psychotic fuck Um, so did he not have a death penalty in scotland
0: yeah so he was sentenced initially to you think well he was sentenced initially to um um they got it changed to life basically he was sentenced to less than that they got it changed to life um but then, but because if they hadn't have, he would have been eligible, I think in 93 to get out or 95, something n- not nearly long enough. So he, once it got changed to life, it didn't matter anyway, because he had no chance of getting out and then he died in the hospital.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder, like my other question to that is, and I think somebody else brought it up in the chat is, did he get his security deposit back from the first department?
0: It's a great so question. You don't,
1: get, you don't get that smell to go it back for anything. And, like, Like, I mean, how bad does fucking Scotland smell that you can't tell that there's rotting corpses at your neighbor's apartment?
0: I don't know how that one lasted so long because he never got caught there. I mean, Mm. he never ever... He breezed through that one. I mean, it was literally on his, what, uh, one, two, three, like the third one in his new place. Got lazy. He got tired. Yeah, you you can't get...
1: Can't get complacent. No, can't right. get complacent. Well, uh, yeah. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate everybody that joined in on the, the live chats today. Uh, let's see. That's Kyle Hickman, Corn was a bad dude, JC Allen, Sarah Kelch, as always, Crockett, Cassie, Hydra Blue, tactical Dude, 2A3, Peeled Grapes, dropping the funny shits, as always. Uh, Dave, Dodge, Davey, uh, all those guys, <laughs> man. There's <laughs> Dodge, so much, dude. Dip. dude. Lassero Lopez. I don't know. There's too many in the chat. I try to get as many as I can. Seth Dunlop, TJR. Appreciate you guys. We love you. I will be on tomorrow, 12 noon, for our paid members. Um, If you want to get up into our Discord and be a uh, paid member, you just hit that little paid thing on this on the youtubes i think is how it works yeah i get you into our private sure Discord. Uh, yeah make sure you like and subscribe send us a review if you've listened there's 79 people still watching this show at the very fucking end if you're in the very live ending of the show hit like hit the like button go and hit subscribe go and leave us a review on the old itunes that's what keeps this show on the road baby until next Absolutely. time, this is Eric Tanzi and Andrea Uplate. Cheers. Not y'all.